0: ems world expo is the largest ems dedicated event in the world and it's taking you places and now we bring you stories from expo hello welcome to the ems garage and the ems world podcast we're coming to you with stories from expo 2019 in new orleans louisiana louisiana can I, I don't know if I can say it like Andy Gilnapp could say it, but anyway. My, my name is Chris Montero, I'm your host, and I'm joined today by Andy. You are the state EMS director of Wyoming.
1: Yes. Yes, And uh, but you don't sound like you're from Wyoming. No, not originally. I went to Wyoming about 10 years ago, having done most of my real EMS work in Tennessee and Georgia, a little bit in Pennsylvania, but nice. then migrated west.
0: Nice. So uh, how do you like being the state... How do you... So I've had Ray Baranski on. Okay, that's a different guy. Don't but anyway, why did that, I know uh, no, no. you know. But anyway, but what is it like being the the guy at the top that you're making? You're making all the decisions. You're making all the money. I mean, really, in Wyoming? No, well, I'm just I, yeah,
1: you. I don't know about all the money. Right.
0: <laughs> well, no, you are a state bureaucrat, right? And it's, yeah. Right.
1: Exactly. Right. And it's probably uh, questionable if I'm making all the decisions. But right. What I tell folks now: the difference between uh, when I was in the field doing the right. go fast and do cool stuff. Uh, paramedic world, as opposed to now, is that really uh, what I find so fascinating about it is I get to touch all aspects of it. So when right. you sit in at that office, you know it's it's scope of practice one day, it's uh, national registry issues the next day, it's community paramedicine the day after that. You know? Right. So, uh, so I really, I've just had it, the, had the opportunity to get my hands into a lot of things. Interesting. You
0: know? So it's in Wyoming is a very rural state I mean mm. I think Wyoming is the size of Colorado but you have maybe 700,000 people in the state whereas Colorado has about 7 million so that can bring up some challenges for EMS uh, what in how do you how do you deal with rural EMS in a in a state where the distances are
1: vast? yeah so uh, just to be super accurate about it we we don't even have 700,000 we have really? somewhere more just north of 500,000 wow. in the entire state and, and how many
0: of those live in in Cheyenne?
1: Uh, of that 500,000, only about 58 to 60,000 live in Cheyenne. Maybe wow. another 58 or 60,000 in Casper, um, and those are our two largest cities. Right. So that entire population though is distributed over 97,000 square miles. Wow! So we're yeah. the least populated state, uh, and the only state that has a, um, a lower population density than us is Alaska. That even though they have uh, twice the number of people, right. it's just they got so much land up there that right. the math works out for them. So uh, your, to your question, how do we deal with uh, rural EMS in a state where distances are so vast? It, um, it's hugely challenging because uh, our providers, whether they're on the air, in the ground, or on the ground, are uh, traveling enormous distances. Right. We have very we don't have the luxury of a lot of specialty centers within the state. Right. So if you're Um, seriously sick or or hurt, in all likelihood, you're going out of state to somewhere, either to Denver, Montana, Idaho, uh, whatever, just where you are in in proximity to determine where you go. So, it's huge. It's tough to communicate. It's tough to build systems um, when you don't have a lot of infrastructure that actually makes a a system of care work.
0: So, do you have any best practices out there that you'd, you'd point and go, and you don't have to name names, but say we have an EMS system in a rural setting that is doing X, and they're doing it well. Do you have Do you have best practices like that, or how are you
1: overcoming that? Um, yes, yeah, so we're starting to we are starting to see some kind of uh, success models in rural right. EMS. And one of there is that I point to uh, recently. You actually, may have seen in the news because the hospital became uh, the victim of a ransomware attack. Oh, uh, right. But the uh, the the EMS. In Gillette, uh, Wyoming, which is a hospital-based ambulance service, uh, they have um, had a dramatic turnaround in in the last two years, uh, and basically went from operating in the red to the tune of five hundred to three quarters of a million to uh, projecting a two-point something million uh, profit wow. uh, profit off of um, over the next years. So, yeah, holy cow! Yeah, it's absolutely stunning what they've. Uh, managed to do up there. And and the answer to it really was, it was not uh, rocket science. It was really about taking a hard look with the help of some um, outside consultation um, and figuring out what's really going on, understanding their EMS, and then looking for those opportunities to change business practices. And and then really the big thing is, which I think is the key to success in in EMS, or EMS organization, not just in rural America, but right. it's the willingness to get in there and do the hard work. If you don't right. have the political will to say, we're going to change this. Good point. Then you might as well just not bother with paying the, the consultation. Right, exactly. So, oh, and that makes
0: sense. Yeah. So what's, what do you think the state of rural EMS in Wyoming is? And I, and maybe we even broaden it out. Don't even talk about Wyoming. Let's talk about rural EMS in um, we're rural, but we have a Costco, so I don't really call us rural, right? We're we're <laughs> semi suburban. Right, right. Um, But when I look at rural America, and I have a real heart for it, and you see story after story after story where these volunteer agencies are closing their doors, what's the what's the what's the magic sauce we could make to keep those people to really serve that population?
1: Yeah. Well, uh, you know, I think one of the things that I've learned in my uh, like 10 years. And by the way, you know, I, I grew up in, in rural America, right. Uh, between Eastern Central Iowa and and Maryland and Tennessee. And, uh, you know, I really thought I had an eyeball on what rural looked like until I came to Wyoming and then I went totally crap. Um, so the, so I think the first thing is for those of us who are involved and engaged in rural EMS and system development is, being able to talk about and understand what's really going on, right? Um, and in rural America, just as you said, you can you can do a Google search and you'll come up with all sorts of horror stories about rural ambulance services closing and the volunteers right. are going away, right. and it's it's doom and gloom. Um, and often the first conversation that happens in rural America is, well, how can we how can we rescue this? How can we go about finding more volunteers? Right. Um, why is it that uh, our volunteers are going going away, and what is it that we're going to do about it? And so the first, uh, the, and then that's quickly followed by the question, well, we, we can't do anything else because EMS is expensive. right? And so the first thing that I try to guide people on when I have this conversation with them is to say, you know, hang on a second, EMS has always been expensive, it's just the volunteers have been writing the check right and now they're leaving right and when they leave what they're literally doing is taking cash out of the system uh, right and now you're being confronted with what else what are we going to do as an alternative how support? do we
0: pay for it right? how do yep. we
1: pay for it so you it's beginning to understand that and when mm. you when you throw those numbers in in front of a town council or county commission um, that really starts to drive it home that's great and, and it also begins to drive home that as as the volunteer model goes away, the answer is probably not going to be find more volunteers. Correct, um, right, In Wyoming, I can tell you that for a BLS ambulance service, it, it costs about 550000 depending on where you are. Um, and for an ALS ambulance, 24-7, it's around three-quarters of a million. So, uh, and I would say that's probably typical. I think that's a good,
0: I think that's a very good number.
1: That's yeah, I think that's yeah. probably typical no matter where you are in, in rural America, even in some urban parts of America, whether you're talking about the Dakotas or Nebraska. And right. by the way, it's every state that has, still has a rural volunteer component is experiencing this. Right. Um, so, but just like any other business in EMS, the, the primary cost is not the, it's not the fuel. It's not the tires. It's not the band-aids right. that we buy. It's right. the paying the personnel to do that, and so well, now, that cost of
0: readiness, right? Because they're, you, we can get paid to go to the call, but yet if you don't have people that can sit there and wait for the call, that's a that's a much deep, it's a steeper cost.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and and that bill has been footed by the volunteers, right. and so that cost has always been there, but right. it's been hidden from the decision makers because they didn't have to buy the cow when the milk right. was free.
0: So, how then, in a world where we have to start reporting cost in the next couple of year, in the next year and in January one, how are these volunteer systems going to be able to do? I mean, we had to revamp our entire accounting system at my organization just to just in preparation for what we think they're going to want. Right? How is a an organization that maybe keeps QuickBooks, maybe and maybe tracks some expenses? How are they going to be able to? Report that to the federal government and 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 are we shooting ourselves in
1: the foot? Um, By reporting?
0: Well, not by reporting, but making that segment of the of our Industry do that.
1: Well, I don't think that i don't see it as shooting ourselves in the foot um, because I think that anything generally speaking anything that leads to better discussions and understanding about how EMS happens in both urban and rural settings um, and then Forces the policymakers to consider the reality of, right. of what they're up against is a good thing and we've struggled we've struggled for years in UMS to right. prove that what it is that we do actually does any good um, and you know, that's a tough road to hoe how they do that in rural communities is going to be interesting um, but I think that it does start to I think it points to uh, what the possible solutions are in rural America um, and it's dragging out things that have that leave a very bad taste in mm. rural America's mouth. And I start saying words like contracting for services, aggregating resources, taking a regional right. approach. Yeah, oh my um, gosh, yeah. Yes, you know, you might as well just ask them to give up their firstborn child. Yep, yep. Um, but the truth, of the, so when you see a story, uh, uh, a tear-jerking story about a small town, they can't keep an ambulance going anymore because they're out of volunteers and they're all retiring, and they can't get new folks in. You know, that feels very bad because it feels like part of us is dying. So getting the getting people to the have the actual discussion of, well, did we really need an ambulance service there in right. the first place is a really tough way to go. Right. So I think that on that reporting issue, first of all, it's going to give us more data and help us understand what's going on right. and, and really confront costs. Two, I think it's going to force the hand of some of the decision makers to say, well, we have to find different business models and to do this and look towards ways to aggregate resources and, and right. regionalize and, and other such concepts. Um, so to me, getting more information out, whether it's uh, patient outcome data or fiscal performance data, uh, that, that, that to me that's not going to be anything but good um, right. to help us understand all of what's going on.
0: Well, well, and I meant by shooting ourselves on the foot that if, here's my fear, that it's so onerous and it's so hard that volunteer systems go it's too hard we're done we're not gonna we're not gonna build medicare anymore and medicare goes oh see they didn't even need the money in the first place so i guess i don't i want us as leaders to be out there saying no we need to figure we need to help them supply that data whatever it takes if it's free support from the state whatever it is we have to go out there and make sure people
1: can report the data certainly and that's a great point you know i think i think to that uh you know, the, we, people in my position have the opportunity to help uh, kind of lean into that, you know, that we're right. going to have to do it because we're going to have to give them some expertise because, I uh, by and large, it does, Never mind, small, rural America, your average paramedic is terrible at right. running a business. Right, exactly, <laughs> you know, exactly. We just are horrible at it. And so, I think finding ways to, uh, you know, finding ways to get that in there and making sure that we end up. Uh, the state offices of right. UMS end up being the buffer between the local provider, no matter who they are, and groups like CMS to say, "All right, wait a minute, right. we're, we're with you, but you're getting out of control with your application for ET3. Right. right. And, you know. Right. Um, so I think those are some of the things that we can do to help balance and manage that process. Nice.
0: So Andy, what's next for Wyoming? What's next for your state that you were really excited about?
1: Um, well... Uh, Administrative rules are always a challenge for a state EMS office. And we're, Woo! We're tearing To write of, more rules. We're tearing some of those down. Good. Um, I tend to think of it as not more writing more rules, let's just write better ones oh, and replace good. ones good. that nice. are in there. Um, so that's, a, that's a, a challenge that falls on me. We've got some major revisions going on there. We are starting to see some uh, finally get some traction on the community paramedic programs. Cool. Um, super excited about a couple of areas and, and actually recognize some of our um, we have a rising star award that we created in Wyoming to kind of acknowledge new young folks not me right (laughs) new young folks that are coming along that are thinking of new things and trying to push the envelope um, and and trying to bring some innovation into rural markets I really think that that's where the the hope for rural EMS lies is being able to know it's being able to deliver value for for right. the dollar and the more of that, that we can do so um those are all great things I, I would be my staff will shoot me if i fail to mention that next year is our 50th state wow. conference
0: oh um, by the way i was going to mention your conference because i've been to a lot
1: of conferences yeah.
0: wyoming's ems conference or state ems conference is the coolest conference i've ever been to i love it it's People love you there. You're well taken care of. It's little America. I mean, it's great. It's it's a it's a great event. And um, if you're watching this and you live anywhere near Cheyenne, Wyoming, you should go because yeah. it's
1: fantastic. And you, you guys been, do a great job. Been slave labor for us on occasion.
0: I've been slave labor a bunch of years. And but I, but it's the testament to that that whole. Thing. It's just such a great feeling to be there and to see all these people from around your state. Come together. There's what three or four hundred of them. Strong. That's huge, yeah. in a small state like that, to get them all together to talk about doing EMS better. And so it's you have a cool conference. I'm just saying.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. thanks for the plug. And yeah. uh, you know, so next year's 50th, and we're really going to try to pull out the stops and nice. um, highlight some things. Uh, you and Ann are certainly.
0: Oh, I, I gotta put it on our calendar for Ann's August, August. I'm gonna have to think okay, about it. Go okay, well, yeah, or, or I'll go. Anne. I'll but,
1: go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> she always gets the props. Oh, well. <laughs> so we're just we're now we just had our first brainstorming session about uh, you know content and, and nice. events that we can do at the at the conference cool. to kind of highlight 50 years of EMS in Wyoming and, and so really cool. 50 years of of EMS nationally. Next year will be 50 years for the National registry. Wow. So. Um, a yeah, big so thing. we're looking forward to that. Yeah, it's nice. It's pretty. Uh, it's pretty huge. It's wow,
0: kind of weird because I'm almost fifty. That's yeah, really so now, bizarre, isn't that really well, bizarre? Yeah. I, uh,
1: when in talking to Bill Seifert earlier, I said, and he mentioned that fiftieth for the national register. I said, and gosh, I've been nationally registered for almost half of that time. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I get it. Now, get it. It, now it's <laughs> getting scared. But, so,
0: Andy, how can people find out information about the state of Wyoming and get a, get in contact with you?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, so. We can go to our website which like all state websites it has a you know, really long it has its, terrible name that's yeah. it's good things and it's bad things um you can certainly google and find my email address all of our contact information is on there nice um we try to highlight uh, a lot of the special projects that we do if you drive around on the website you can find that content like about our our community paramedic programs that are get up and going our assessments and the sustainability work cool. that we're doing um, yeah, so there, or if you know Chris, he's got my email. I somewhere. know, it'll, it'll, be, it'll be right here. It'll be right yeah, here. Anyway, yeah. they'll, they'll so figure it I point out. To a, this is where I point to a corner. Or, oh, down yeah, here, right there. down there. Yeah, In right there. down there. It'll be right down there. Um, yeah. yeah, so we're, we're pretty easy to find and come awesome. on out. and, uh, Yeah, our conference is, a, it's the best little EMS conference you've never been to. I so, completely
0: agree. Um, well, thank you, Andy. Thanks for joining me absolutely. today. I really appreciate Thanks it. Thanks for having me, Chris. And thank you guys for watching the EMS Garage and Stories from Expo here at EMS World Expo 2019 in louisiana new orleans of course uh i'm just want to watch more content right here on this